Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. All right, welcome everybody to The Roundtable, episode number 12. We're glad that you either joined us via our podcast or watching us online through YouTube. Uh, Just again, encourage you that we want you to share this. So Jenny, throughout the week, puts out our podcast and what we're doing. Uh, We would love for you to share it with other people so you can go online and be able to share it, let other people know what we're doing. And here's what we are doing. So it was our desire uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, to help people take what we're talking about on a Sunday morning, a subject, Mm -hmm. which uh, here's what we knew. So statistics would show this, that if you preach a message on Sunday morning, this is like a downer for all preachers, but people (laughs) forget, you know, what you say within the first 24 hours, you know, or the first 72 hours, most of the time, unless you make them mad, unless, yeah, unless (laughs) you make them mad. Yeah. And then they're emailing you and won't let you forget about what they, (laughs) it's only the mad, not when it's, and it's the funny thing. It's about not what you said. It's about what they heard. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's always different. Like I really didn't say that, but it's, I get what you heard, you know, but anyway, the idea was, we think the Sunday morning should spark conversation, not just be something that you come to and let it go. Yeah. You know, and so the round table was designed to get people in and not only continue the conversation, but be able to see it through other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, so what is it that, you know, you guys see that we can share with the rest of our audience that people then can learn from and then they can take that and continue the conversation and hopefully bring in like real life situations. Like this is how it's worked for me and this is what it's done for me. And so we hope that the round table has done that for you and we hope that you'll share it with other people uh, so that we can continue to grow influence. So, with all that being said, welcome our co-host yes. Jenny. Hello. You know, has been with us pretty much since she was a guest on one of our first yeah, podcasts. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Yeah, I just stayed on. Yeah, one of the first it's ones, never been the and same. she loved it. And Jenny's story is incredible. If you don't know Jenny's story, you should set up lunch and talk to her. Yeah. You know, because it's not just her story of like overcoming addiction. It's her story of how she's letting God mold her into a really incredible woman. Oh, thank you. No, really. Like God's doing some really cool things in your life. Yeah. And so I think you've led him. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think there's struggles on and off, but I think at the end of the day, you're letting him make you into, you know, the woman that God's created you yeah. to be and you're doing great things with it. I mean, you're Thanks. using it for the kingdom and yeah. you know, it's really neat to see. We have our guest, Rob Hollinger. So we'll get with him here in a little bit and learn more about Rob, but yep. Rob's been, uh, I would say Rob, a lot of people in the community would know him. Like, yes, he's been I around agree. here, right? Been around here forever, <laughs> owned subways, owns a gas station, highly involved in the lives of people. I've is known him a, before here. Is a world-class racquetball player. Are you? You're going to learn all of those things about him. I can't wait. Yeah, so that he'll he'll share all of his like <laughs> accolades. You know, if he doesn't, I'll share them for him. You know, in that. So we will. First Get segment always is like, what's going on in life? So what's happening, Jenny? Anything new that's been going on with you? Oh man, isn't there? So <laughs> you are going to be. <laughs> I love it when Nick, Nick's like over there working, like on his phone doing stuff. I know. And Jenny will say something, and Nick just like dies. <laughs> it makes me laugh. She's too. been thinking about it for twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. We, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing is, is like it, we're forty-five minutes late getting started with our podcast because we've been sitting around talking, and for that. 30 of the 45, Jenny's been trying to remember what was new in her life. No, I was trying to remember what I was watching. Oh, 
Okay. Still can't figure that out. Okay, but something's but new yes. or something's going on. So your minds, all of you, all of your minds are going to be blown. Okay. I have started journaling. No. So to all of our podcast listeners, yes. Jenny finally followed through with a promise. I did. I did. So awesome. listen, it's called. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's actually okay. So I think what was taking me so long to journal was because I would be on Amazon looking for the perfect journal. Okay. Procrastination. Yeah, I could never <laughs> find it, and um, then I was looking for pens, and I just couldn't find good pens that I wanted. And then I don't know what happened. It was just one night. I just felt. Let, like I had downloaded it, remember? I mm-hmm. downloaded the app. It's called yeah. Day One Journal, and right. it's so That's cool. What I have. You can do it on your phone or your watch. You can do it on your phone. I have it on my iPad. Computer, you do? Yeah, I take pictures. Like when I journal, I'll take a picture. Yeah. And it's funny because it'll remind me like you journaled on this day 10, yes. ten years ago. And it'll show it does the picture that? of where you were. And That's cool. Yeah, Day One's awesome. I'm yeah, excited. I mean, I'm on And you got your too. first journal entry down. Well, now I have like two journal entries. Yeah, well, good for you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. But it goes on from there. Okay. So I don't know what happened to why I, st- I started journaling, but I think, I have no idea. I feel like not necessarily that I heard from God, but I feel like... You got a vision. Yeah. And normally I've been thinking that, like I always think that I think of these visions because I am an overthinker, like a chronic overthinker. Mm-hmm. So I never know if it's me thinking it or him, but I don't know, just like the other night I was like, whatever, I'm going to do it because I feel like this is from you. One of them was to not get on any of my dating apps for a week. And the other one was to stop taking selfies. (laughs) (laughs) So So now you have time to journal. Well, no, then I just felt compelled. Oh, that was like the new thing. Okay. Yes. And I just felt compelled to journal about it because I really feel like God is trying to do something within this. Okay. I don't know what, but... You know what I think he's doing? What? You know what I see? I think you're going to write a book. Really? hmm I've always wanted to do that. No, I think you're going to write a book. I think if you finally get to the place where you'll slow down and take that chronic overthinking and put it on the paper, mm-hmm. and because that's one of the things you'll say about your life. Like, one of your struggles is, is uh-huh. you let your mind race. And part yes. of the reason your mind races is because you don't stop it. Yeah. Yeah, like in journaling or writing mm-hmm. takes the mind that mm-hmm. you can't stop, but positions it in a purposeful way. Yeah. You know, and you start putting it down on paper, and it it starts to it starts taking the when the mind overdoes it and yeah. goes into bad places, mm-hmm. it allows you to stay focused on good things. You know, yeah. when you're writing, mm-hmm. so it takes what I probably is natural about your personality that you don't want to change. Cause my mind's the same way. My, my mind never stops. And I think Rob's is the same way after talking to him for a long time. Yeah. Like I think there's something special about a mind that never stops thinking. The problem is, is when it starts thinking of the wrong things. Right. You know? And so you have to be very disciplined mm-hmm. and I, I've been praying for you that you will write a book because mm-hmm. I think that will be something that will real, really help you, you know, yeah. take that and channel your story into something that can not only help you, but then I think can be life-changing, right? you know, for other people. Yeah. So, no, so I just that. think it's neat that you finally found some discipline. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> but I was just like, I... I don't mean that bad, no, but like, that's not your strong suit. I, no, not at all. You and know. I was just like, I just feel like I need to be obedient. I don't know why I felt like I needed to do these things, but I was writing a post actually for the church and it had to do with like looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. and it had to do with identity. And I just felt so like compelled that like, 
I was writing these things, but I wasn't truly feeling them. Right. And I felt really like hypocritical and I don't know. It just, it all like went together. It all happened to like within right. like two hours. But don't you think this is true, Jenny? This is the social media generation where they mm -hmm. say a lot of things, but they don't do any of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They share a lot of posts, but you honestly aren't doing any of them. Right. You know, I see this all the time in people and I know them and they'll share something and I'm like, you haven't done that. Like you said, uh -huh. you know, we challenge people, look in the mirror, right? Take yeah. an opportunity, look in the mirror. Who do you see? Mm -hmm. You know, and then try to see yourself how God sees you. And, you know, people do this all the time and that's just what you're saying. You'll share it, but you won't do it. I mean, right. you're not really going to take the time to do it, but it sounds neat when you put it out there, mm -hmm. you know, and it's so funny because people could read people's posts and think, oh, wow, they're so yes. this, but mm -hmm. they're really not, you know, they're, Absolutely. they're really not that informed. Yeah. Like people who will share posts in the like political realm, which mm -hmm. is so funny because they'll share Ugh. things. And then you sit down with them and be like, well, let's talk about the platforms of the Republican Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And they're like, the what? I'm like, no, like the real platform. Like, what was it founded on? Is What's really important? And, huh? Has this happened before? Oh, yeah. No, I do this. With people. When the whole election with Trump and oh. Biden was going on, like, this was a big deal because everybody wanted to know, like, what my stance was and if the church was going to say anything mm -hmm. about it. And I said, well, first, we've said this from the beginning. The church isn't political. The church is about Jesus. And here's all I've said. Take the platform of your party and mm -hmm. match it up to scripture, and then you decide. Take the person out of it. Right, just take the person out of it. Take the two platforms right. and what they stand for, and then make a decision. Because here's what you need to know: the president doesn't have anything to do with it anyway. Mm -hmm. The platform is what decides everything. So, yeah. if a platform for trickle-down economics that comes from Ronald Reagan is a is a Republican platform, right? The platform that they would rather see rich people get rich so right. that they can employ other people, right? Like that's a, that's a platform thing. Yes. I'm right, Rob. I mean, yeah. so it's a platform. So you, you know, or a democratic platform is different. So all I'm saying is what you stand for mm -hmm. biblically, that's mm -hmm. always not going to be perfect. Both parties are going to have problems, but which one from a platform standpoint more is where Christ is and then make your decision because the, it's always going to land on the platform. So you can share right. all these posts about different things but at the end of the day you know you need to know what you're talking about you know so anyway i thought that's interesting because yeah. that's cool that you said mm -hmm. that that people that right. you experienced it because yeah. you're like the social media guru i don't i would never really call myself that you wouldn't which is so i like the whole like getting this position is is just really ironic within my own life because whenever i've been in addiction I always completely stray away from social media. Like you'll see lapses. If you would go back in my own personal hit like account, you would see lapses from when I was on and when I wasn't. And you would know that those were times that I was using. Hmm. And I feel like it was Satan, like taking me away from, cause usually on social media, I try to post like positive stuff, like right. stuff about my addiction and just like, you can get help too. So I feel like he was trying to take my voice away in that sense right. of not being on there. So for me to be doing what I'm doing today is just really crazy. Well, no, I mean, I think the important thing is, is that, and when you're doing some of that through the podcast, I mean, you're right. saying, listen, and you said this to me a long, long time ago. Like when I said, what are you dreaming about? Like mm -hmm. when I ask you way back when, even before you took the job at the cafe or we're taking, I mean, like, okay. what do you, what do you want? And your, your exact words were, is I want to use my voice to change the lives of people and my story yeah. to change the lives of people. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's evolved. Like you're figuring that out. But part of this podcast is right. your voice, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's your voice into the lives of other people, helping them change. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you're doing? I mean, that was a lot. It was, I know it was a lot more than normal. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is just, it was so weird. Like when it happened, but are you reading anything? No, that's right. You don't read. No, but I have been feeling (laughs) like I need to, I have been feeling like that. I've been feeling like I need to, you need to try audible. I, well, I do like audible. I know, but you're not using it. That's right. <laughs> but no, I was looking at... Um, like, why, are you getting back into working out? Because I never see you in the gym anymore. Either. Yeah, I run. When? Grayson and I ran five miles on Thanksgiving. Oh, but you don't do it at the gym anymore. No, but right. I will now that it's getting cold. I just have really been enjoying working no, out outside. No, my point just was, is like, when you're running, like, put in a book. I usually listen to murder podcasts, but... Okay, I am getting like, sick of them. No, I know. So you can find a good book. Yes. Because again, I know people, do you hate Audible too? No, I've actually started embracing it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Because lots of people are like, you're not really reading the book, Jennifer Eller. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no. I will bring be this up at a, thing. I will bring this up at a staff meeting that I read a book and Jennifer, I mean, nine times out of 10 will be, you didn't read it. You listened to it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Jennifer, whatever. I, I, I got through it. Did you get through it? <laughs> yeah. I like, that's the I like new. to read it and then also listen to yes. it. So I listen to it, and then if I like it enough, I read it. And underline oh, there you it go. And take notes. Because, again, I want to get through a lot of content. You know, because there's so much out there people recommend to me, and if it meant you had to sit down for that many mm-hmm. hours to get it done. So I want to get through the ones that are like, yeah, that's one I can sit down, underline, learn from, take notes on. And there's other ones that are just for fun. Right. You know, they're great to Past listen time. to. And Audible, well, you can speed it up so you can get through it even quicker. That's what yes. I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. <laughs> I Somebody told me that the other day. They're like, if you want to get through them faster. And I said, here's the problem. So we feed in the morning for three hours and you feed at night for three hours. So six hours a day, we're all listening mm-hmm. to books. And so my Audible account gets quite expensive. Because here's the other thing. My kids all have my Audible account. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, there's probably 450 books on it oh right now. Oh, my I mean, gosh. there's so many of them. Be, you know, the kids will be like, get this book, get this book. Because Stephen now does it, my son-in-law, Isaac, and Brady. Why don't you all share the books? Well, they do listen to stuff now that I listen to, but they like other stuff. So oh. they'll be like, why don't you get this book? Or they'll just be like, hey, Dad, I used your credit to get oh, you know, <laughs> a book. That's so, so nice. But Wait, Audible's, you have to buy credits on it? So you can do it either way. Like you get a monthly subscription that okay. gives you three credits. Uh-huh. And then, but again, just think about this. Most books are six hours long. Mm-hmm. You know, So you're done with it in one day. So you, listen, you could look, listen oh, to yes, a you book are. a day. Yes. You know, So we try to find the books that are like, 19 20 hours long so it takes you a while to get, <laughs> get through, through it you know or otherwise you're just like your book every single day you know that's so, impressive though anyway i have heard of like somebody's goal within like the new year had been to read a book a day like maybe. really read or listen to no read i think it was read yes yeah, or maybe it was like a week i don't think you could do it in a day some people you could unless you didn't have a job that's true or if you read dr seuss books yes there that's you go. true yes <laughs> Yes, green eggs. <laughs> Those and are hand. my kinds. You're of not books. allowed to read Dr. Seuss anymore. Wasn't Dr. Seuss canceled or something? What? Yes, they took Dr. Seuss out of the library. Right, Nick? I thought that yeah. was like Clifford huh? or something. Yeah, I forget. Not what Clifford. For, I forget why. Yeah, I don't remember, but Lexi was telling me about it because she has a whole library of Dr. Seuss stuff, but they essentially took them off the shelves because what? Dr. Seuss was racist or something. 
Wow, that's like Phil Robertson and the whole thing. I just read up about that. What about when they kicked him off of um, Duck Dynasty? Yes, mm-hmm. and I I didn't know that that was back in 2013. Yeah, you should listen to his Unashamed podcast. I know I saw that he had that. Yeah, you would like it. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah, I like his daughter. I'm trying to be like not him. his daughter. I'm gonna try to have a beard like him. That's your goal. Yeah, that's a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Okay, so anything else new? Nope, happening? that's it. Okay, so Rob, you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit. Tell everybody a little bit about you, and we'll kind of go through your life, your journey, what's happening in your life. Well, I was born a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Not that long ago. Yeah, we just asked you. You're only ago. 52. Oh. Or both of us are ancient. So. <laughs> no, you're not. 48 and 52. So we might both be ancient. Yeah. I mean, that's not that far from my age. Okay, yeah, it's only like 18 years difference. That's not that much. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that when you're on your dating app and you think about dating a 48-year-old guy. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So it's okay to call us agent. We don't Well, okay, all right, whatever. Just move on. Okay. (laughs) Well, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, uh, we'll start. Jill and I dated in uh, our senior year of high school. Did, Did you? you? Did you go here? Yeah, Huntington, Huntington North. Really? Graduated '87, and uh, we dated another two and a half years. Got married. Been married about 32 years, going on 33 years. Wow. Three wonderful kids. Um, Kayleen is a stay-at-home mom with three of my grandkids, and the fourth one's due almost soon, right? Very soon. Yes. So. She's so cute. Are they right? going after ten? No, they're done. No, they're done. Are they done. This is it. Yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yep. Did he get snipped? Well. Or is she getting her tubes tied? There is a doctor's appointment in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. I cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah, but. I always tell this story. Like Sherry had all C-sections. She could get her tubes tied, and she's like, "Oh no, you're getting your feet in stirrups." I've had my feet in stirrups three times. You're getting snipped. Yep. I'm like, this is awful, <laughs> awful. And the day I had to go in for my vasectomy, why uh-huh. it was the most humbling day of my entire life. Why? Okay, well, first of all, Sherry made the appointment mm-hmm. because I had no idea where to make the appointment. I go in there, and they're like, put this gown on. And these two women walk in. And I'm like, well, they must just be the prep women. And they're like going through the whole thing, and they're like, are you ready? And I'm like, where's the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're it. And I'm like, you're it. They're like, yeah. And they whip those stirrups out and they put them at the end of their bed. And they're like, put your feet up in the stirrups. And I'm like, oh my, my junk's just going to be hanging out there right in front of you. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. We see it all the time. They're doctors. I'm like, this is the most awful thing. And then they're like, oh, it's just a little pain prick. <laughs> like, you're going to feel a little tugging. I'm like, it's never a little prick or a little tugging. So More was, than that. It's humbling then to sit on frozen peas for three days afterwards. <laughs> Is that really a thing? Yes. Oh Keep swelling down. Why peas, though? Like, why not green beans? Or well, They kind of fit the contour. Oh. They mold <laughs> into it. Gotcha. Isn't that right? I don't buy Ice frozen packs green beans. don't so. really do I know, that. right? Frozen. Oh, you only buy frozen peas? Yeah. Most of them I buy canned anyway. So. Mm. Yeah, frozen peas fit the contour okay. a little bit Good better. Good to know. Sorry, that was off the subject. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're done after four. Yep. Okay. They're done. And so my middle son, Brock, he's uh, over in uh, Tokyo right now in the Air Force. Okay, that's so. where he is. Wow. So the, and that's going well? Yep. Good. Yep, he's doing well. Good, um, good thing for, uh, you know, social media and uh, messenger and stuff, be able to talk to him and stuff like that, be able to see him. So that's cool. Can you, like, FaceTime him? Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. How long has he been over there for? Uh, I think he's on year four, three and a half, four. Wow. Is he going to be like a lifer? No. No? He's, he's going to be out, out after his four years? Well, as of right now. Mm. He says he's done. So Okay. He's got the entrepreneurial itch. So Okay. Mm. Yeah. So Does he know what he wants to do? Is, are you allowed to share it? He's still thinking about it, but uh, yeah, I got to keep kind of keep it under wraps because okay. it's going gonna, it's gonna <laughs> to change allowed. the world. There might be a surprise. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mason and his wife, Olivia, uh, they both go here to the mm-hmm. church. Well, Jake and Kaylin go here too, so yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they've been married a couple years. Uh, he's uh, running the convenience store, the Viking Express up there. So. And he's a drummer. And he's the drummer. Mm-hmm. I want to be a drummer. Well. Yeah. Go for it. Well, I, listen, then I had Nichelle <laughs> and Corinne shoot my dreams down. They're like, you have no rhythm. Have you ever seen yourself clap? <laughs> I always, I always clap off beat to try and mess everybody I'm else like, up. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to follow you up there. Maybe you're off beat. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're the problem. Maybe I have all kinds of rhythm. Yeah. It's just yeah. itching to come out. No, they crushed my dreams. I told them, you need to listen to the dream again message. You know, you know you're not supposed you to You need crushing. to listen to the dream again message. You're not message. supposed to be crushing people's you're dreams. You're not supposed to let people crush your dreams. Well, I know. I say go for it. I'm somewhat defeated. I wanted to be go a drummer. <laughs> I saw the animal. On the commercial the other day, was it an all The animal. The animal. <laughs> well, he, right? was, uh, he was drumming the and you were He's a Sesame about Street it? guy, right? Or uh, uh, the animal, the guy that plays the drums. What? Like a real animal? No. No, it's like a puppet, like Sesame Street puppet. Oh. Animal. Uh, gotcha. You need to look it up. The animal. Oh. Right. And he just beats on the drums. That would be me. Like, there isn't a rhythm. Well. You just beat on him, then you're like, ah. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Do you play instruments? No. No? No. Hmm. I used to play the piano, but uh, when I was younger, I think I was 12 years old, I uh, got my finger caught in, in a uh, wood planer. Really? And did you notice that? No. no never. One. I didn't either. I've graduated with people that didn't know. I did it during the summer break at school, so no one wow. at school knew other than my baseball team. You went back and... And I used it as an excuse to get out of piano lessons, because who at 12 year old <laughs> want to play piano? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not so uh, where do they get their musical gift from? I, that I don't know. Okay. Well, how did Mason <laughs> pick up drums? Uh, we bought him a drum set when he was three or four years old and started playing. And wow. He does. He does. What's crazy is he doesn't even have to practice. He can mm-hmm. just listen to the song and get on there and start playing. He tried teaching someone. He says, "I'm done." He says, "I can't teach because really." He just the way he learned. He learned it mm-hmm. definitely. And Brock learned to play guitar, electric guitar, and the electric bass. So I don't know where they get it. It's hmm. not for me. Probably from Jul- Well, my mother-in-law, she plays the piano. She's played the piano. So that's oh. probably where it's yep. going to pa- come. Passed down. Yeah. Piano is okay. intense. Can you play piano? I used to be able to. Really? Mm-hmm. My grandma used to play up at uh, Von Mar. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she had taught me, but. So can you play anything right now? I mean, I can do like one song on the What's piano. What's the song? The do 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 the easiest one. Okay. But I can do it. So when Corinne's looking for a piano player, she can recruit you to teach you. Is she better? And then you can do drums. Is she? Yeah. Is she looking for it? I don't know. Is she Nick? Aren't they always looking for people? Always looking for new people. Are you? Yeah. 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 Developing talent. Yes. That's a, and then maybe you could trade and have Mason preach. And yeah, you play there you drums. go. Does Mason want to preach? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're saying yeah. I always yeah. like challenging them. 
<laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Keep well, you don't know you're about to preach, but here yeah, you go. Yeah, We're let's switching. switch roles right yep, now. Right now. Okay. <laughs> you should do that some Sunday. Yeah, just all of a sudden switch. Hey, up. we're switching. Switching. You're up. on stage. Yeah, and you have to be like the apostolic church. You don't know what you're talking about. You just open your Bible and whatever. <laughs> Read from it. Whatever comes to you, right there is what you're is preaching. Is that what they on. do? Have you I, ever been in a church where they stand up and they read scripture? Have I ever what? Been in a church where you stand up when they read the scripture? Like uh, every time that the word is read, you have to stand up. Have you done that? Uh-huh. We're in Paducah? No. <laughs> I think it was in Indy, actually. Really? Uh-huh. Hmm. I've been to a couple churches that did that. Yeah. That, that have you stand? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And why do you think they make you stand up? I have no idea. So you're closer to God. That's what it is. <laughs> I think it's a respect Respect. Thing. Is it? I think. I think. That oh. would be my guess. It's like a respect when you're reading the word of God. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, so tell us some other interesting things about you. Fun facts. Fun facts. <laughs> um, I've been on a weight loss journey. Okay. So, and it started actually here at Champs when did we really? did your eight eight week free class. That's so funny. A lot of two people. or three years ago. Yeah. Four years. Ago. I can't we remember. We just when talked it about relaunching that again. Yeah. In the when we do our grow series stuff yeah. coming out uh, next year, I said, why don't we do the Champs group again? You know, get people out there and give them a free six or eight weeks or whatever it was and let people start. And yeah, because a lot of people have, I've heard a lot of stories from it. Speaking of, I need to get a story from you for that. Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she yes. puts the testimony Tuesdays. Yep. Oh. You know, that would so be a good be one. Like, hey, Write it down. So right now. again, yep. what mo- so you just went out there and thought, oh crap, I better get in shape? Yeah, it's just, I was getting lethargic. And you know, um, you're, when you hit midlife, you start thinking about, the second half of your life. What is midlife? <laughs> no, I'm saying well, like what age is midlife? I don't know. Have I'm, I hit it I'm yet? I'm saying 52, so I'm at I'm looking at 104, so. Okay. There you go. You want to okay. live to your 104? No, I want at least to live at 100. Really? You got to have a goal. Yeah. So I think yes. if you have a goal, you'll you'll attain it because I know Julie's grandmother did that. She wanted to live to be 100 years old. Uh-huh. She was 100 years old and 4 months later she passed away. Wow. Huh. That's amazing. So, huh. I'm like, all right, 100 100 it is. Okay. So, and I, I just told my, my wife, I said, I just want to be able to play with my great grandkids right. and be able to get out there and be able yeah. to still play racquetball when I'm 95. So that's mm-hmm. like that guy we used to play at the university. What was his name? Larry Smith. Yeah. What? This guy was old and he would beat me like a drum. Really? I mean, the guy would like, because in racquetball, it's all about like shot placement. And uh-huh. Guys like Rob are really good and they can put it back in the corner and you're running into the wall chasing the ball. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. No, he played forever. Yeah, wow. he did. He played every day. Until he passed away. Right. I mean, he was playing. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's something I want to do. And I mm-hmm. want to be able to run with my grandkids. So you just got to that point in life. Because what, what kept you from doing it before? I think that's always interesting. Because the funny thing about you is you're like a, at least this is what I think I know about you. Like you're a way <laughs> disciplined goal-oriented, driven person. Yeah. I right? And so that. was it like you just didn't, like you were driven in every other area of your life except for your own health? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And, you know, you say that, and I started looking back and, you know, your sermon this week about the dream again. Um, I I kind of accomplished a lot of things. Yeah. And then I just didn't really start dreaming again or really kind of carry that discipline over. Hmm. Actually, if you want to say it, I got lazy. Mm. Hmm. Or content, or comfort, yeah. or familiar. Yeah, I like calling sure. a familiar zone versus a comfort zone. But for sure, um, it was just you know I thought, well, I need to be able, I need to do something different because you know my jeans are tight again. <laughs> I, I 
run out of breath going upstairs. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Right. And I just had a conversation with myself and I said, I'm done. Yeah. January 18th. I just said, I'm doing it. And I just been on that journey this year and okay, going to continue. And so was it a, like, has it just been an exercise journey? Has it been an eating change? Has it been an everything together? Yeah, I, it's exercising. I have I bought a couple pieces of equipment during COVID because okay. I was on that journey last time, and then mm-hmm. they shut down the gyms, right. which then right. then I just yeah. said, you know, like everybody else, just well, not maybe not everybody else, but I just kind of let everything go, and I started right. eating bad again, and just decided I'll I'll pick up once COVID. But I bought a couple pieces of equipment mm-hmm. and started using them, and then I got got back into the gym and I just started eating better. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got rid of my sugar, flour, and dairy for 60 days. Woo, the jumps, that's a lot. No Sour Patch Kids uh, for you, Yeah. Jenny. No, that's Rayanne. Oh, Rayanne's I thought that was you. obsessed with them. Oh, I like all candy. <laughs> I love candy. So no sugar, flour, or dairy. Wow. It's normally wow. 30 days, but I'd already done it two other times, so I said I'm going to stretch myself. And what has, does everything have flour in it? Pretty, well, everything, a 90, lot. 95% of everything probably has sugar in it. Even your milk has sugar in it. Yeah, everything has sugar in it. So, yeah, you're very limited on... Well, okay, what can you eat? All your vegetables, all the meats, whole meats. Well, even some meat have, um, or not meat, but some fruit, they have sugar in it, right? They do, but... They they allow fruits to a, oh, okay. to a degree, uh-huh. and, and that you know there's no bananas, potatoes, or uh, peas or rice. This was like a setup thing, mm-hmm. like yeah. if somebody had designed this. I paid for it. Yeah, okay. I, I downloaded <laughs> it's the a whole setup, and it's a program. Huh? And she even gives you the menus. And the first time I did it, I forgot that it was set up for women. So I'm eating according to this menu, and I'm like falling oh over because I have no energy. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So I was on, I was on like 1,100 calories, and so I had to like jump up. So I finally got feeling better. But yeah. See, I'm for the all meat diets. Ugh. I could do the all meat diets. Like I just go out and eat a steak and be done. I don't need anything else. Might as well just go eat the whole cow. No, I'd eat the whole cow it. too. I'm thinking about <laughs> eating a heart. Ew. No, I'm not. Like, uh, people do that though. No, I, I know. Like there's a guy countries. that. Uh, when we killed deer this year, mm-hmm. you know, because this is a funny thing. I'm trying to convince people that like deer meat's better than beef. Okay. Even though I raise beef and like nobody. So, uh, <laughs> what? Why? Do, have you ever cooked deer before? No, but I mean, why are you trying to convince people? One, because I don't know if you know this, but meat prices are going out the roof right now and are going to be way worse really? in the next six months. Like yeah. if you go to buy hamburger six months from now, I mean, you're going to be wish you had deer meat in your freezer. So how does that, like, for you, does that mean that prices are going to go up and you're going to make no, more? No, that's the problem. The packers are making the money. Oh. So the people who process the meat are the in the grocery stores. Uh-huh. I, again, I don't know the grocery store in. I know the packer in. Mm-hmm. So the packer is only going to pay you X amount of dollars for live cattle, you know, and they're going to do it. And then the box beef price is what mm-hmm. they call it. So what they're selling to the grocery stores mm-hmm. is, I mean, they're making astronomical margins in them. Wow. So I, anyway, the point is, is like deer meat's way lean. So when you cook, you don't even have to drain it, you know, so wow. it's like really good for you and it's lean. And anyway, point being is, is like, I could, I could go on that all meat and yeah, I just cook. Just fine. Just fine. No, yeah. Just drink your veggies. They make drink chips. your veggies. Yeah. Do you have to have veggies? You, you should. Ugh. Have a balanced diet. Okay. What is that juice called? The tomato juice? That no, V8. V8, V8 yes. I don't like it. I was just recommending it. Make you drink it. V8? <laughs> no. Do you eat vegetables? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because your wife makes you or because you like them? No, I like some vegetables. Like what? 
Well, Heather has been making some pretty good Brussels sprouts, which I never liked until I was like 39. Ugh. So. Well, here's the funny thing. I didn't like Brussels sprouts at all. Well, then uh, when we were out west hunting, the lady that cooked for us made them. And I'm like, I got to eat them. The lady made them. <laughs> like, I can't turn food down. And I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, wow, these suckers are good. Then I came back and ordered them out of a restaurant. They were awful. In there. I'm like. Not the same. No, they, they weren't. I'm like, yeah. But, so do you eat canned vegetables or do you can your own? No, we well we go frozen. Oh really? That's yeah, the way to go like nowadays. Just you know the pop way to, it in. No, the way to go is is to can your own stuff. Well, if we're talking about that, yes, but for convenience, you just pop but it in. But that's the problem. Put five minutes on Listen, there and you're good topic, to go. Gardening. Gardening. Hey, you know yes. what? Do you believe this? See, I believe this. What? I believe that the. Because, you know, like right now you look at the childhood cancer rate and mm-hmm. the cancer in people now. Like I think it has a lot to do with food. COVID. Like, I oh, think it's yes. highly processed food and all of the sugar. Do you guys? Yeah. Well, think about like way back in the day. They, I don't feel like they had as much But here's cancer the point. And... So you already know that, Jenny, right? So you're saying I know that. Yeah. But you're going to go buy frozen stuff I, anyway. Yeah, I knew drugs were bad and I still did it. <laughs> I know, but the idea point, right? no, yeah. the idea is is like why is that? Like I don't know. Like Nick, why would it be that if somebody knows yeah. if I do this, it's going to be destructive, why do people continue to do it? I think today's day and age, it's like it's not hurting me today. Right. Uh, I yes. think it's this big, you know. So it's out of sight, out of yeah. mind, like you don't even think about it? Yeah. And I think today it's a lot easier to eat like that. It's a lot cheaper. It's more like it's everywhere. Whereas the healthier stuff, you have to like actually go and find or pay more. And I just like put the work in, like can your own food. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. It's just and that's that's the thing with sugar. Sugar is basically it's the food for cancer. Bless you. Oh Whoa, gosh. you called it before it happened. <gasps> that is the most I moved intense the mic. I <laughs> what? Sugar's the food for cancer? It, so if you can get rid of sugar, the likelihood of cancer surviving is a lot less. Now, I'm not a doctor, but the things I read is that you get sugar out of your diet, but that's what they put. They put it in all the yeah. foods mm-hmm. because it's, it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Sugar like, is addicting. Try, really? and, try and give up sugar it's for 30 days. It's the number days. one. Okay, well, tell me what has sugar because I don't actually like Look at sugar. the label. Huh? Everything. Look at, look at your Like, labels. give me an example of something that I would have today that would have sugar in it. Um, most of your seasonings. Okay. Uh, some of your mustards have, have sugar and some don't. Okay. Um, ketchup. It has a lot of sugar, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Tomatoes, ketchup? Tomatoes is yeah. sugar, yeah. but then they also have added sugar, yeah. too. So, Like, yeah, Heinz. Mm-hmm. Heinz ketchup has sugar in yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Your milk. I don't know if you drink milk or not. Nope. But, um, A1. Protein bars. A1 probably does. I yeah, think. that's sweet. Oh, A1's so good. I could drink A lot of your seasonings. Bottle. Trying to find seasoning to season your chicken or stuff yeah. to put on. Basically, I could eat chicken with, I found a hot sauce, and I found mustard. Wow. To be able to season my chicken with. That's it. Wow. Hmm. But yeah, sugar is the number one over like all of the addictive drugs. So it's, it's sugar, it's sugar, tobacco, and then like crack and coke. <laughs> no, for real. I'm being serious. Yeah. I had to learn this one time. Huh. It's true. Yeah, sugar like I, I again, is the most addicting. Yeah, I don't like when I can go ahead, Nick. No, I was just gonna say, have you ever tried to eat just one chips ahoy cookie? No, you can't. 
<laughs> and it, you withdraw from sugar. You do. I when I went keto, I literally was sick going off of all that. See, stuff. I don't. I would like now. You got me motivated. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna, gonna start do it? Do tomorrow. It, do it month. No. Okay. Huh? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna start tomorrow okay. because I don't know that I eat sugar. I don't have to look because well, I don't like, like candy. I don't like cookies. I don't have milk. But it's everywhere. I know that's my point. I just, just look at your label. What's cool is now they used to just have sugar content on. Now they have sugar added. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what you got to look for. The only thing that I'm going to go through withdrawal on is Spartacus. Mm, yeah, that has right? a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, but getting that after I work out. Yep. So that might be a problem. And then you got to look for sugar substitutes like sucralose. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I know, but I'm trying to just decide what I eat that has that stuff in it. Because um, you just said it, the protein drink. Spartacus. No, I know, but I mean, other than that, like, because most of the time bars? I just eat, no. I drink, because that's the other thing. I actually think part of my weight loss journey uh-huh. has been only drinking water. Like, yes. I used to never even drink. <laughs> I, I used to never drink water. Oh, I thought you meant that's all you were doing. No, like, I used to never, ever drink one drop really? of water. It was sweet tea, mm. pop, beer. Like, I still like beer. So I might drink some beer. That probably has sugar in it, too. Yeah, sure it? does. Just a little. Does whiskey? Uh, oh, I guarantee I'm it. Pretty sure it does. Oh, I haven't looked at the bottle. <laughs> we need to get to the bottle. Sorry, I don't drink whiskey, now. so I can't answer that. Do you like that, beer? No. I tried it once, and it tastes like crap. It does oh, taste sorry. like crap. Really? So why? why it's same thing with coffee. I tried it once. I'm like, it doesn't taste good, so what? I drink it. No. <laughs> wow. So do you drink anything other than water? What? No, I well forever I, in your life. Oh no, I used to drink pop all the time. So, I, had a, okay. I when I had a store, I, I had a fountain machine. I just go out and oh, just hit the hit yep, the button. That's okay. so nice. And then, I think about eight years ago, they were were suggested to give up something every Wednesday for Lent. Right. And I thought, well, I'm going to give up pop. Mm-hmm. And actually, I did this when I was working with other guys that had addictions. I was like, they're going through withdrawal, so I need to try it. So I then I hit my second day. I'm like, all right, I can do it. You know how my mind works. Yeah. I get challenged. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to yeah. do this three days. So <laughs> I just kept doing it. And I just, I went to tea and lemonade. And I haven't had pop in, I'm going to say, eight years now. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so That's for me, amazing. I've just given up because mine's all sweet tea. Like, I didn't drink anything other than sweet tea and maybe a pop every once in a while. But that's just as bad as pop. I usually gallons of sweet, of sweet tea. tea. Yeah. And then I got gout every summer. You know, yeah, I can't but... walk. You know, like, this is such a terrible idea. So my kids, after Sherry died, convinced me to drink water. And I think that's how you a feel. Lot I, again, I haven't felt this good in a long time. Because that's why I tell them, like, I can go on the treadmill. After I, I didn't work out for all of that time. Mm-hmm. Sherry dies, get over all stress. So I'm like, I you know what? I'm just going to decide. Because I hate running, but I want to actually decide how far I can run and see what I can do. So I got on the treadmill and ran three miles. And, you know, it was in that eight and a half minute mile pace. And it's like, I didn't even get tired. My legs just got tired. Yeah. But I didn't get out of breath or anything. So I've been consistently running on and off two to three miles and drinking water and no, I feel way better than mm. I did. And I don't even, again, you go to take a drink of pop, not even taste the same. You yeah, know what I mean? that like, is it's true. Like, this stuff doesn't even taste that good. But anyway, the whole sugar thing, now you got me convinced. I got to get out there but, and figure out what has sugar in it. Because good luck. I would have guessed that sugar wouldn't have been a big no. deal for me. I think you'll but, be surprised. Well, the I other really part is, is that I, then I think, like preservatives, like all this stuff that's preserved. Yes. I think that's the other problem. Oh, yeah. Because you go buy stuff yeah. that will... 
last forever? Well, there's a problem with that. That is a problem. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, the Strike Sugar Challenge wants you to give up processed foods as well. They want you to just prepare everything from scratch. Well, and I'm going to put a plug into M&C Hill Family Farms because <laughs> one of the things that I found out once we started raising this beef now mm -hmm. So that we're NHTC certified and like what we feed them makes it so we can sell into like Saudi Arabia and China and Europe. Okay. But what we found is, is like, I didn't know this, but the majority of beef in the U.S. that you buy from the grocery stores is implanted from the 10th day that that calf is born with hormones till the day that they are processed. Wow. And I'm thinking... What? And that's stuff you eat all the time. It's no wonder girls have boobs when they're five mm -hmm. years old. Chicken too. You know what I'm saying? Like the hormones that are put in that beef like that. So we are raising NHTC, which is non-hormone. Uh -huh. You know, and they'll be that certified all the way to. And so that you're going to be able to buy it in the grocery store as a certified certain DNA from a certain genetic with no hormones uh -huh. in it. So we think that that people should eat different. Like if you know oh, that yeah. there's, I know that hamburger right over there in the tube that looks like a red log that Ew. you buy from walmart that costs two dollars less a pound than something that's non-hormone treated my guess is you're going to be happier if you spend two dollars more Absolutely. you know what i'm saying oh, like yeah. i just think from a health standpoint you know oh, it's yeah. just it's got to be better for you you Absolutely. know doing that but anyway other things so I'll tell, i mean we, we got off that i know we got, we got off on that we one. did yeah, and Nick doesn't even have our timer now, so we can go forever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. There's no Way red go, blinking Nick. lights, no thing keeping us on track. He we was get... supposed to be looking up um, if whiskey had sugar in it. No, I did. There's not. It says... None? Well, a single shot of whiskey contains 105 calories along with 0 0.03 grams of sugar. That's sugar. <laughs> And it's seriously like all beer has sugar. It's all fermented. No, uh, I, again, yeah. I don't know these things. Yeah. So. It's not so much sugar added, right? It's just kind of like fruit, like like oh. fruit, like all fruit it's has just, sugar. Yeah, that's why they want you to stay away from fruit juices. They'd rather have you eat the fruit than actually do the juice because it's so concentrated yes, with sugar. Even though what it if is, you took fruit and put it in your juicer and drank it. In your juicer? Oh, like an actual juicer? Yeah, don't you have a juicer at your house? Uh-uh. But I, I think that would be the same thing as eating it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. it would be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's still sugar. It's still sugar, but it's... Yeah. I don't have any problems it's staying away from fruit. It's better than sugar watermelon. than... Does watermelon sugar. a fruit? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I struggle Is still. watermelon a fruit? <laughs> so is a tomato. <laughs> I, have, I have a problem staying away from watermelon. Watermelon's good. I could eat watermelon all the time. It has to be sweet, though. There you go. Yeah. You can start a new fad. Watermelon diet. There you go. Well, I could for sure be on a watermelon You'd be the diet. spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no hormones in this watermelon. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so other things that you've done. So you were a Subway guy, mm -hmm. right? So owned Subways for... 17 years. Wow. wow. What got out? What, what made you decide to get out? Well, we were going to start over. We were going to move to Florida and just take off and do something different. I, mm -hmm. Julie's always wanted to go to Florida and live in Florida. And I said, finally, after seven or eight years of her asking, let's go to Florida, she said, cool, let's do it. So you just sold out? Sold out. Wow. Moved to Florida? Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Wait a when second. I thought that? you actually did move to Florida. When was 2000 that? And I want to say 13-ish, okay. 12-ish, uh -huh. I think. You know, then that's when I got involved with the, uh, the Dream Center. Oh, okay. And felt that's a right. calling there to help other men. And then we added a women's program. And 
So, and that's how you got to know Jenny. That's yes? yeah through okay. the awakening. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, just you know, that step part of my life changed, and then now my kids wanted to be. You know, I had grandkids show up. Okay. So then I'm going to be around grandkids, yeah. and then my son wanted to get back into business in the convenience store industry. So I'm like, okay. So here I am, still in Huntington, and not been to Florida since I sold everything. <laughs> really, you guys never even moved down there at all. My daughter actually did. She oh, went really? through. Mm-hmm. She graduated, went to hair school, and she knew we were coming down. So yeah. we moved her down ahead of time. Okay. They were gonna go. I do remember this time. I do. Yeah. yeah. She got an apartment, got a job, and then we were sitting there one Sunday, and I said, "We're supposed to stay here." You know, I just felt the Holy Spirit convict me that I'm supposed to stay here and do this. And I had to call my daughter and say, uh, we're not coming to Florida. She's like, well, then I want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Just so I kidding. fly down and pack up all of her stuff and we move her back and here wow. we still are. Wow. Yeah. I will get amazing. to Florida someday. Yeah. Yes, you will. Is that I where you want to retire? Possibly. Okay. Then all your kids can just follow you down with you. No, you can just do what Don does. He just has a house in Florida. Oh, and they yeah, just that's go down true. every once in a while, and then the kids go down with him, but then you still have a house here. So that's you can come true. back. That's why we downsized the little, little house out there and just be able to have it yep. small, easy to maintain, have mm-hmm. neighbors to be able to watch it, and be able to just travel in and out. And not have do you issue. like to travel? Good. I do to a degree. Okay. Um, you know, with all these restrictions, I don't want to get too far into this, but you know, it's oh, just no, kind of. You can go ahead. We can slam anybody <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, restrictions I'm not, are dumb. I'm yeah. not getting something shoved up my nose. Uh, I'm sorry. That's I why just, yeah. we drive everywhere. I drive, but you, you know, you can't really drive to the Bahamas. Yeah, that's true. Can't drive over. Well, there's the restrictions to go to the Bahamas. You have to get a COVID test. Hawaii. It's everywhere. We were looking to go to Hawaii you, this really? year. Really, Hawaii. And yeah, I just, Hawaii doesn't surprise me. Wow. You but, know, we wanted to go over to Tokyo and see our son. We went over and seen him in Okinawa, and he to- took us on the island and uh-huh. all these cool places, and we wanted to go over and see him in Tokyo and let him take us around there, but not jumping through all that stuff. So you have to get COVID tested and do all that and that, have a vaccine passport. and Yeah. You have yeah. three hour or three days before. And and then what if you yeah. get negative while you're over there? Where are you going to stay? And yeah. all this other stuff. I'm just like, Is this you know, like when you go anywhere? Because I never really thought about this because I'm going to Colorado. and I don't oh, think it's states. It, driving around, you're fine. No, I, we're flying because Daryl wanted oh, to do yes. it in like three days. Yes, what? Yes, you'll have to. Well, you'll have to wear a mask. I don't think you have to get a. I don't have I to get a COVID test. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Just a mask. Because if I have a COVID test, I ain't going. Yeah, I don't think so. I'll throw away my plane ticket <laughs> and drive ain't no way i'm getting one i've never had one ain't nobody shoving something in my it's nose it's not that bad guys huh it's not that bad no it is it's really not that bad it is it's invasive well yes it is yeah so why should you be able to test me for something that i don't need tested for mm. i agree completely no you don't because yes, you get tested like every other day <laughs> no i <don't. laughs> it's a daily thing for me no i do not i am completely against it but i'm just telling you if Worse comes to worse because I feel like that's where we're headed. Where are we headed? I feel like they're trying to make it like, okay, so I saw Are you going to get the, did you get a vaccine? Heck no. I are will you never. going to? No. And well, I that's where we're headed. to date a guy that gets the vaccine because on a lot of the apps they have like, you can say if you're vaccinated or not. No, they don't. Well, okay. They don't allow you to say you're not vaccinated, but all three of the like things to choose from are 
I'm vaccinated, I'm going to get vaccinated, or I plan to get vaccinated, like around those three things. And I'm like, where's the ones that says, heck no? Because huh. I just feel like, I don't know, something's up with that vaccine. Yeah, no, Lexi's not going to. She's the only person in her school system that's not vaccinated. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So the elementary she teaches at in Warsaw, she's the only teacher that didn't get it. Are they not making her get it? Or she well, she just says, tests? if you make me get it, I'm quitting. So That's happening with a lot of companies that yeah. right now. Yeah, not as sad. sad. It is sad. Yeah. So you like to travel, but because of all the stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Uh, work out. Okay. <laughs> play racquetball. Yeah. Do you uh, still play a lot? Uh, usually weekly. Okay. And I have other people that said that they were got their Y membership and want to play again. So I'm going to probably start playing a little bit more. Okay. Um, I like to read. I like to... Uh, so are you reading anything right now or that you would recommend to our audience? The High Five Habit. Huh. Huh, what's that about? High-fiving? Is That's it like... It. It's like a motivational thing. I, I like it. I don't it. agree 100%. Well, I don't agree 100% on any book, well, besides the Bible, but... Yeah, just don't, don't come at me that way. Right. So. But yeah, every author I, I, I try to argue with just a little bit because... Right. If you just sit there and read, then you're you're no better than just sitting in front of a TV watching it and just accepting everything they tell you. So, hmm. I kind of have dialogues with the author and try and figure out what where they're coming yeah. from. Right. So I don't agree 100 percent of everything in there, but I agree on the principles of high fiving. It's a natural habit, um, and be able to break these cycles of um, anywhere from depression, anxiety. Um, even addictions they have because you've you've been conditioned since a little child mm-hmm. to do a high five, and it kind of builds you up and it kind of makes you feel better about yourself. So it's so it's, would the new generation call it the fist bump instead of the high five? Because <laughs> I feel like that's the new thing. You might want to start writing real quick because that you could probably sell a bunch. I'm of just saying yeah, it seems like all of the kids now there ain't no high five and it's like, yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And do they just pound it or do they blow it up? Uh, they probably most don't even of it blow just, it up. Most of it's pounded, but I don't have uh, young kids. You blow it up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nick's more. I don't have young kids anymore. So, <laughs> but the kids that I see here, I mean, they'll come by and they're just like, "What's up?" Is the fist bump worse than a high five? I mean, is that or is it the are same? They kind of like the same, same thing? thing? Just I like, don't know. Huh. Maybe we should start a, a test. Yeah. We should. Are you? Experiment. Hey, you put that out. Are you a fist bump or a high five? I could put that out. Right, like which one are you? Right. We, we need that church motion graphics. We need to get. Or yes, are you yes. a high five with the roundabout? What is a high five with a roundabout? What? What? Have you not seen the high five with the roundabout? No. Jenny, get up here. Why? We're doing a demonstration. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> this is the high five with the roundabout. What? Right? So oh, is it where you go like, like this, this and you're like? Yeah, that is the high five with the roundabout. Wow. Huh? Then don't tell me that. Wow. Oh, yeah. How do you feel now? Amazing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Nick could get down there with a camera, and one week we'd just do fist bumps all to everybody. everybody. Those are better than shaking. See the reaction, and next time do high fives to see reactions, and then you could kind of like, yeah, let's see how it goes. And then we could put the high five roundabout in. And see how it goes. <laughs> Just to keep them on their toes. Yeah, and then you add the jump in. Like, you jump, and then you... When you do the roundabout, wow. just don't miss. Wow. Oh, yeah, and hit her in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird for the podcast. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Oops, sorry, Jenny. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> that was an accident. Pretty we mean. tried. But it ought to be perfect for you for the like your cheerleading skills. Oh, you yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, got it. You got it. Mm-hmm. You, you're that natural encourager. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So I something am. natural you've learned since you're a little kid. Uh-huh. That brings that excitement, that good feeling, and all of a sudden you start doing it again, and you start feeling better about yourself. And she do- has you do it in the mirror. Yeah. Oh wow. You high five yourself in the mirror every morning, and it just kind of gets you set in that mindset for hmm. the day. So it's. Well, I think that again, I think our culture has lost the gift or the art of encouragement. Like I think we think that our best. Uh oh, Nick found out what time it was, <laughs> and he's gonna be like, "We got to get this figured out." Yeah. Like the art of encouragement. Like I think we think that the way to uh, get our kids in the right place is be critical. Or we think the right way of getting somebody on the right path Uh is to be critical. Like I tell people all the time that, you know, like when you're a preacher or you're up front or you're a leader, you know, the majority of what you hear are critical comments. Like you tend not to hear encouraging things from Mm -hmm. people. And I'm not saying... Everybody needs that. But at the same time, we've lost the art. Like mm-hmm. we sit there and watch for what's wrong and not for what's right. You know? Yeah. And I think that's part of what you're saying in that high five culture is just that, right? Like we've lost. I'm guilty. This. Well, I'm yeah. just saying we become, we think sometimes the best thing we could be is critical thinkers instead of encouragers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm always like, there's nothing wrong mm. with being a critical thinker. But just as an example, and I think Nick will probably, you can weigh in on this, Nick. So part of Nick's job is to evaluate the Sunday morning, you know, like how's it going and how are we doing? But part of the problem with that is you can't worship because you're being critical, right? Like, mm. oh, yeah. You know, you have a struggle well, being I can able to be ju- critical, Nick, and you can worship, and I'll, I'll take <laughs> well, over. I mean, yeah, I, there you go. But I mean, be serious. Like, it is hard. Yeah. Like, I yeah. sat down with, I sat down with my wife a couple of Sundays ago for the first time in a while just right. to, you know, just yep. to be with her. And I couldn't, it was hard to even yeah, just you, be there. To be in the moment yeah. instead of like evaluating the moment. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking, what are my camera ups? What are those guys? What right. are they? What mm. are you doing? Right. Well, give me that <laughs> yeah. list of what you look for and I'll yeah. do it. And that way you can go like, well, Rob's got it covered. Well, but even still, I mean, I don't even, you go to, you go to other churches and it's you just sit natural. back and you. But I'm just saying you know, it's, it's the yeah. problem with our mindset. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. I the think mindset. it's become a mindset problem. I think the world has become way too critical, you know, cause I, like, I don't have any issue. Like, and I try to teach, you know, people that I'm leading is the both end. And, and again, hopefully Nick can speak to this, but there's times where I'm like, Nick, we can do better at, but I want you to know you're doing great at. Right. Like I think too many times we forget to be like, you are awesome. There are some things because you don't want to be like everything is cool because I'm afraid to tell you what's wrong. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with having conversations about what we can be better at. But if you never encourage somebody, you know, like if you do marriage counseling, like one of the biggest problems in relationships right now is, is that we think that we shouldn't be encouraging them because they already know. And I'm like, your husband, wives needs to be encouraged needs to know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, it's important. And I think sometimes wives forget that, like that we need that in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think it needs to be a part. And maybe that high five culture gets us back to this idea of like, the reason you high five is because you're saying good mm-hmm. job, right? Yeah. You're, you're encouraging that person in their spirit for the things they're doing. So maybe, maybe that book's written because we've gotten to the point where we have to physically do something to be reminded, like, good job, and to tell somebody they did a good job, including yourself. Don't right. be so hypercritical of yourself, Jenny. Absolutely. 
Very much so. Jenny? Yes, I know. But listen, <laughs> in school, I like when I was thinking about the critical thinking, that is something that has ta- is talked about a lot. And I remember is being very, a critical thinker. Yes, even yeah. like on the walls, you would see critical thinking. Like right. I can't even like critical thinking. Like I can remember that more so than encouragement. Mm-hmm. Seeing that word on the walls, mm-hmm. so. It's not being taught in our school. Well, let's just, yeah, let's put it into what we talked about this week a little bit. Okay. So the scripture this week, we looked in Luke, and it was the calling of the disciples, mm-hmm. right? So the idea was Jesus was calling his disciples, and we started with the end in mind. He said, I'm going to turn you into something that you're not, right? So, so Jesus saw in people what they weren't, and his responsibility was for them to see it. Right, that was the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Part of encouragement is just that. So, like my encouragement to Jenny or to Nick or people that are on my staff or to my children or to the people that I'm in relationship with is to say, I see something in you. I want to encourage you in this. I see something in you mm-hmm. that you don't yet see. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's part again, part of our problem. When you sit across the table with somebody and you have a conversation, instead of seeing what they could be, you see them for what they are. Right, And that goes back into, you said it, and you're not the only person. The reason we struggle with judgmentalism is we see for people for who they are. Yeah. Right? I mean, instead of saying, like, this is who they could become, and so it's my responsibility to help tear off the layers. Because that's what he was going to have to do with the disciples, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have to tear the layers off yeah. and help them see that they could become fishers of men. Because if you remember, they were the outcasts of the Jewish culture. Right, because they, the idea back then, if you were a Jewish child, mm-hmm. if you were going to be successful, you were going to be a rabbi, right? So you went into the school to be a rabbi. Everybody during their schooling days were being tested to see if they could be a rabbi. And if you couldn't be a rabbi, then you got sent back to do the family business, right? So all these guys that were being chosen to be disciples were people that were rejected first, you know, and so. Jesus is going up to people who, by cultural standards, have been rejected, and then his responsibility is to beat down the rejection and pick up the encouragement and teach them at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? And so one of the things that, that I said is, is that when we're looking at dreaming, part of, our, part of our problem with either dreaming for ourselves or helping other people dream is because you don't really see yourself the way God sees you, mm-hmm. you know? And so... Jenny, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that, like whether it's you seeing somebody else or whether mm-hmm. it's yourself. I mean, do you struggle at times, like seeing God for who he sees you as or? Absolutely. You know. I mean, and that was one of the things like for that post that I was talking about earlier, it was the challenge of looking in the mirror and trying to see yourself for how God sees you. And that's where I really started to feel like I had to do something because that wasn't true of what I was writing for myself because all throughout my life, that's been my biggest prayer was to be able to see myself as God sees me. So I think with people prophesizing like that to me is like a way of encouraging Mm. people. And that has lifted me up within dreaming. Mm. Like they have told me something in a moment that I needed for my future. Right. Yeah, because I think the hardest part about your personality is is that you take things personally. Yes. You know what I mean? So if somebody sits down with you and says, Jenny, you should do better at, you let that identify you, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a personality issue. It's not with just you. It's with a lot of oh, people. Yeah, like part of the problem with people is, is they get identified by 
criticism, I guess, yeah. or constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden that becomes their identity. Well, I'm the person who's always late. I'm the person who always does. I'm the person who, instead of it being like, yeah, yeah these are some things I can work on. Right. But that's not my identity. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's this hard for you to separate it. And that's why I've always said as leaders, it's a big responsibility to know the person you're leading. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because leading Jenny is different than leading Nick. Mm -hmm. Right. So the way I approach leading Jenny has to be different than it is when I'm leading Nick because of that reason right there. Like right. you're going to take something and make it your identity and Nick's going to be like, yeah, I'm, I've known Mike forever. I'm not taking that one. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that true, Nick? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Nick has known me for a long time and in the beginning he took it personal too, but now it's not that way. Yeah. Nick's yeah. a sensitive soul. Huh? I think Nick is sensitive. He does, but the point is, is that in the beginning, I would say something to him, and uh -huh. I would see where I wanted him to be, and the reason I was saying it to him, because I saw a huge potential in that. Right. And he would take it personal. And um, I didn't even know that. Like, that's like my lack of awareness with people. <laughs> but, you know, but now... I can lead that. So I can sit in a meeting with Nick and say, that sucks. And he'd be like, yeah, we're right. let's get it better. And he doesn't, like, it's no big deal anymore. Right. Right? Yeah. With you, if I say you suck, you might sit in the corner and suck your thumb for the afternoon. Maybe not now. <laughs> no, Maybe I'm, not as much now, but I'm yes, you a, a year time. ago. Oh, my gosh. My point just is, is you're yes. working through that journey. You yelled at me one time, and I was never the same, <laughs> like a year ago. Well, you weren't yelling directly at me, but you were loud in the situation, and it was really intense, <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah. The, the point just is, like, is that, yeah, knowing that and knowing that for us to get better, we have to know our own identity or nobody's going to be able to help you, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. if you don't know who you are in Christ, you're never going to be able to go anywhere because to build you up, people do have to give you some encouragement. Right. They have to give you some criticism, right? Well, that's but how you, you're going to grow. Right. But if you don't know your identity, you're yes. going to do the same thing. You're right. going to struggle. Right. And you're going to be like the reeds, mm -hmm. you know, it says every way the wind blows, the reeds blow with it. That's what scripture says. Yeah. You know, so. And I've learned that it's an 80-20 rule, 80% oh. positive, 20% negative, mm. even into ourselves. Mm. Are you a... So do you do that with yourself or are you harder on yourself than the 80-20? Yeah, I'm probably yeah. 28. I was really? going to send 90 the other way. <laughs> if yeah. I was looking at you, I would be like, well, you're not applying that rule to yourself. <laughs> I, I've learned it, but I haven't been able to master it. So right. that is a Why? Journey. Just I think it's the way God wired me. Really? It's, to be naturally hard on yourself? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on that journey right now. It's just trying to figure that out. And mm -hmm. why am I so hard on myself? Because then that translates into me being hard on other people. Mm. And I, not necessarily hard, but just I have high, high expe expectations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to lower a bar for someone else right. that I don't feel like I'm going to lower on myself. So why should I lower it for you? Right. Mm. And I got to understand that there's different personalities. Different, right. So. Well, and different journeys, Judas. I mean, that's people true. are on so many. And that's what I've learned, like. Once you get somebody's history, you know where they've been and what they've come from, and it'd be like, there's no problem with raising the bar. We'll just do it over time. Because yeah. if the bar is there right now, I mean, you're, that person's quitting. You know, mm -hmm. So we got to say, okay, here and then here and then here and then. But you yeah. can see where they should be and That's where they point. can be. And it's yeah. just so hard to see them not like jump so quick. And yeah, no, like point. why aren't you as disciplined as me? Why don't you, why can't you get up in the morning? Why can't you? Why can't you wake up to an alarm? Why do you have to hit snooze 55 times, you mm -hmm. know? Like, I'm that never. way. I'm like, I don't even get that. Why can't you just wake up? Doesn't your body just naturally wake oh, up? Oh, heck no. Never hit a not. snooze button in my life. No, I know. That's Are you why serious? I, I haven't yeah, either. Never. Do you wake up to an alarm? 
Uh, when I had to, once they instituted daylight savings time, uh-huh. I had to because it just whacked out my body. Oh. Right. But I used to be able to get up without an alarm. Are you serious? I, I would set it just because I didn't want to keep waking up all night. Uh-huh. But I would always get up before my alarm. I have a yeah. fear before I go to bed. If I have to wake up early, that I'm not going to wake up. Yes. Like it is a fear so much so that I stay up later because I'm fearing it. Because See, I've overslept My alarm's times. set for 4.30, seven days a week, every morning. Uh, at 4.15, I wake up. Before the alarm? Mm. Even with daylight savings in there? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know. I mean, it might just because I've got up at 4.15 my, most of my life. But see, so. then when we spring ahead, it's actually 5.15. No, I, I know. know. I don't know. That's I, uh, confusing. It could have, but yeah, I just always wake up before my alarm. And then I'll hear people be like, I'm late to work because my head snooze. I'm like, you did what? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, it makes you get an extra 15 minutes of sleep or something. I'm like, I'd then just set sleep. your alarm 15 minutes later. <laughs> exactly. Get no, 15 yes, minutes under yes. uninterrupted sleep and get up and go. Nick, are you a snooze guy? No. Okay. Yeah, he wakes it's only, up early. It's only Jenny. Yeah. It's only no. I don't. Yes, I hit snooze. Because <laughs> I have. So if you were to look at my phone, which you have I five alarms. No, I have like seven or eight or nine. <laughs> Like I have a 740, 745, 749, and then all the way to like the last one would be if I have to be somebody where at a certain time it would be like an hour before. Okay. Yeah. But but with that, so what we're saying, so Jesus was saying our ability to dream mm-hmm. and our ability to help other people dream is one, to see ourselves the way God sees us. The second one is, is to be able to help other people see it. So... Again, my encouragement in that is mm-hmm. look in the mirror. Don't be so hard on ourselves, but see yeah. us the way Christ, because God does have high expectations of us, but at the same time, he still has grace. Right. Like he knows us and he knows his heart and he wants to encourage us because sometimes being so hard on yourself doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like it's great to set goals and expectations and do all those things, but sometimes that can be a little bit detrimental what you think when you're way too hard on yourself in that way. Yeah. So knowing yourself, then being able to like, who are you doing this with? Like my encouragement always is if it's one person or if it's two people or if it's five people, who are, who are the people that you're meeting with right now to help mm-hmm. them accomplish their dreams? Yeah. And it only starts with teaching them how to dream again. Right. Because a lot of people have lost the ability to dream or lost the ability to think outside of the day. And so we should be doing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that should be an intentional person in our lives that we're saying, I'm going to help you get that done. Do you have that person, Jenny? Like a mentor? No, somebody that you're helping do. Like, are you helping some other woman dream? No. Yeah, so that's just something I would encourage. Like, mm-hmm. some, just think about who you can and how we can, even if it just means, like, sitting down with them for coffee and say, what are you dreaming about? Uh-huh. You know, because I think it even just asking somebody what they're dreaming about, like, think about this. If you sat, well, let's just ask this question. If you sat <laughs> down at your Thanksgiving table and, and sat around the table exactly. and said, I just have a question for everybody in this room. What are you dreaming about? How many of them would just right off the bat say, this is what I'm dreaming about? Half of them? Maybe. Maybe. Jenny? Um, that depends. Okay. On who I'm asking within my family. But I would say less than half. Nick? Uh, yeah, way less than half. Yeah. See, I, and again, why is that? That's the point. Mm-hmm. The point is, is why have we got into a culture that we don't dream anymore? Like, why aren't we thinking beyond or bigger or thinking of those things? So it might just start with, 
Like, what are you dreaming about? If you're not, just this is the question. Why aren't you dreaming? Mm -hmm. You know, because what would people's answer be? Like, why aren't they dreaming? Just life. I think just life gets in the way. Do we just get too busy? Yeah. I think they sometimes used to dream, but they got beat down. Or people laugh at them, Mm -hmm. you know, because people want to tear you down if you're going somewhere. Yes. Instead of raising you up and joining you. because it's. (laughs) So I think a lot of times they just get wore out and say it's not, not worth it. Okay. Yeah, so then our job would be is to help them get their stamina again, build their confidence back up again. Mm -hmm. And so the other part of it was, so I said, like I asked this question in our men's group the last two weeks, why don't people dream? And so there was a lot of reasons. Barriers, you know, a lot of people talked about barriers. So we said Sunday, I don't think barriers are the issue, Mm -hmm. you know, because we remove barriers for every other thing in our life, you know. So if you really want something, I mean. That was an excuse. Right. I mean, Absolutely. you're going to, you're going to yeah. tear the barrier yeah. down, yes. you know? And so then I go to, well, the reason he said he would give us dreams is because of what he wants to turn us into fishers of men. Right. And mm-hmm. so he says, I want you to be people who will reach people. So we already know if you've tried to reach people that you're going to need some dreams because it's not very easy. Yeah. Right. Like if you're really going to go out and try to reach people, it usually doesn't get done because you just hope it gets done. Like mm-hmm. it's going to take something, especially now where, mm-hmm. and I shared this last night in our men's group and they were surprised. And I couldn't believe they were surprised. I said, do you know that the Christianity in the United States of America has been on a constant decline for the past 10 years? Like, oh no, it hasn't. I'm like, yes, evangelical Christianity in the United States of America wow. has been on the decline. So this is what that has to mean. Christians are not yeah. being fishers of men. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what else you want to say to it. If Christianity is on the decline and it's our job to reach people, mm-hmm. we're not doing our job, right? So let's just state the facts. The facts are Christians aren't reaching lost people, bringing them to the gospel. It's on the decline. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that? Because that's not a comfortable subject to talk about during Sunday morning. What's that? Reaching people? People want to just come to church and yeah, feel, feel good. They don't want to be hit or convicted or challenged to move. Hey, I have I have something for you. This is the other <laughs> thing that I was completely surprised oh, about. Oh, here you go. Dang it. We're at an hour. I'll hurry up and get this one in. Here's we're in the more other than th- an hour. Huh? No, he set it up for where we were. Right, Nick? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, let me get this out real quick. Because this is what I said. Like, this is, this is how my mind works. Uh-huh. I'm not saying my mind's... I have a crazy mind at times. Yeah, so this is how my mind works. Like, I'm going to stand in front of Jesus and help be held accountable for one thing, right? And that is, did I reach people? Uh-huh. That's the only thing I'm be held accountable for, right? I know that. I know that you know that because mm-hmm. it says it in Scripture. There's two books, the Book of Life, names in it, you're in, Book of Works, recording your entire journey. Right. You're held accountable for both things. This Book of Works is how you'll spend eternity. This is where you'll spend eternity. And I brought that up last night, and those guys were like, Book of works. I thought none of my life was being recorded. I thought all my sins had been forgiven. I said, 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, all the things done in the body, good and bad, are being recorded, and you're going right. to be held accountable for those. How do you go to church your entire life and not think that you're going to be accountable for something that you're not doing and not care? Most churches preach feel-good sermons. Yeah. I'm about ready to go crazy. <laughs> like, I don't get that. Like, I don't even get, like, I'm going to do what I'm accountable for. 
Like, I've been that way since I was a kid. Like, if you're not going to hold me accountable for anything, I ain't doing anything. But if I'm going to be held accountable for something, like if I go to a job, if you're going to put a standard and accountability, I'm going to mm-hmm. meet it or exceed it. But if you don't have an accountability or standard, I'm probably not going to do it. Right? So if the accountability and standard of Christianity is to say, when Jenny stands in front of Jesus, she gets in because of Jesus' blood, but then she walks in and her reward is nothing. Like nobody's getting off the bus saying, Jenny, thank you mm-hmm. for reaching me. Like you're going to be okay with that? Probably not. No. If there's a dog there. <laughs> you are not going to be happy with that. Right. You know, I, like, well, I mean, I just can't imagine. So why aren't, why aren't people doing that? Just personally thinking when I stand up there, I want the buses to start arriving. I think it's just like what Nick said. It, that's so like, that's far away. Just like with the, it might not be, like Nick might thing. get hit by a well, bus I today. know, but I'm just saying like, that is something that isn't right now. So we're not going to focus on it. Huh. Maybe. I'm not. That's not why I am. Do you think that's right, Ryan? I work under pressure. Okay. Mm. My wife always gets mad at me because I have something that's due in a month. And I'm like, why am I working on it now? Yeah. She's like, keeps asking me questions. I'm like, I'll get it done. Yep. Procrastination. It's not procrastination. I just have other things to do. (laughs) Mine is. Mine is. I was like, you don't call me a procrastinator. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't getting a high five on that one, Jenny. That's fine. I'll high five myself. No, I just, I just know when my deadlines are and I schedule accordingly. So why do I have to worry about it? Because I might come up with even something better by the time I oh, get to that that's point. A good. So that's why I don't, if, if I have a month to get something done, I'm taking a month. So if someone wants it sooner, they better push it up to two days and <laughs> I'll get it done. It's just, but don't you, but again, so let's just say that. So if we're reading scripture and you're going to church and you're in a men's group or you're in a women's group and you're sitting around there, mm-hmm. the culture of that group is not created around the idea that every day matters for the life of somebody for Jesus Christ. So you should be reaching them. Have we not created that culture? No. Really? Um, a lot of Bible studies that I've done is more so working on yourself. Really? A lot of them, actually. Hmm. Would you agree, Rob? Or? I, yeah, now that you say it, yeah. I'd yeah, have to. I never really thought about it, but. <laughs> because I just think that, again, it goes back to like all of those things are good, right? Mm-hmm. Get right. your money right, get yourself right. But why? Why should you have your money and yourself right? Right. Why? Help other people. Reach people. I mean, that's the only reason. Like the only reason he would ever want you to be financially prosperous mm-hmm. is to reach people. The only one he, reason he wants you off drugs it's because he wants you to reach people. The only reason he wants us to be well-versed with scripture is so that we can reach people. Like it, none of it even makes any sense if it's selfish, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't even make any sense. Scripture to be a self-help manual is completely against the idea, you know, of right. like, I'll just give you a sneak pre- preview into Eve Eve. Uh-huh. So Nichelle was on me like, you need to figure out what you're doing for EV because <laughs> yes. we got to get ready. So yes, you this, do. You got all this time to get. No, done. I know, <laughs> no, I know, no, I know. Me. Don't tell. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the same way. I don't know if it's working under pressure or you can go ahead and call me a procrastinator. Okay. But this whole idea, we're going to focus around the idea of like too many times people think Jesus came for the forgiveness of sins, Mm -hmm. which is not what he came for. He came to save us from our sins. Why? So that he can take you out of one master and put you under another master. Like give you the ability and the power to do something that you could never do before. Not so you can just be better. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's what forgiveness looks like. I did something wrong and I was forgiven. Now I'm better. No, that's not the idea at all. The idea is now you've been given the power over sin mm-hmm. so that you can now be something that you weren't so that you could reach people that you aren't over here. Forgiveness of sins is just a selfish thing. Right? right, like I'm just forgiven of my sins, so I can go out and sin again, and then be forgiven again. That's right? what's most being taught, though. But that's not. He says, "I came to save you from your sin." It was not just this, like, "Well, now you can ask for forgiveness and get it all fixed up, and so you can go out and continue to let sin have power over you." Mm-hmm. So the greatest gift, this is what we're going to talk about on Eve Eve, mm-hmm. is freedom. Right, the greatest gift is freedom, not just that Jesus came and He can forgive your sins. It's Freedom from the power of sin, right? And right. eternal life, it's not even waiting for eternal life. Eternal life is starting now, right? Mm-hmm. Like your eternal life started the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Sin has no power over your life. You now have the freedom to be the person God's called you to be, which is, we already know, a fisher of men, right? Like, and that's why I'm, like, I'm just missing. Maybe we just ain't doing a good enough job preaching or teaching, or maybe our Bible studies need to be like, yeah, learn to be good with your money because... Learn yes. to be, learn to be, memorize scripture and don't be broken because go to seven step recovery so that you're not an addict because, right. you know, I don't know, maybe that's what we got to change. Is that what you guys think? I mean, what, what, I what needs to be communicated differently so we can get back to this place? Because once you understand that, I guarantee you people are going to be dreaming because to think about reaching this world today yeah. without a dream, don't you think Rob? Yeah, definitely. I think that's. Part of the reason they started, you know, the decline, every, everything's declining. So they, every, you know, everything's, well, a lot of this is driven by money for to be able to pay the buildings, the salaries, and yeah, stuff like that. Sure. So then if I keep preaching the, the truth and the hard line, no one's going to show up. So I'm mm. not going to be able to pay my bills. So I'm not, and we're going to have to close the church. So let's start doing the feel good things. Just get everybody in here. So at least be people in our church doors mm-hmm. so that we can at least operate. Yeah. Because again, like I, I get like overwhelmed by these churches that are all about like, come in, it's the power of the spirit, blah, you know, and I'm like, for what? For what? Just so you can feel good? Just so you can like experience the power of the Holy Spirit? And I'm not against that, but mm-hmm. for what? Mm-hmm. So that then you can go out and change the world or so that you can just keep coming here and we're going to create this atmospheric environment that's just pulling the Holy Spirit in, and you're just going to be overcome by the Holy Spirit. I'm like, Judas, the Holy Spirit lives in you. It doesn't have to happen here. Mm-hmm. There ain't no pulling it out. What are we pulling out? It's in you. I don't <laughs> want it out of you. I want it in you, right? Yes. Like, I don't get that. Like, I'm saying what we should be teaching is, is like, let that sucker go, right, mm-hmm. inside of you, because mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. He's going to push you to grieve for what grieves God. Like, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Like, and I don't need to create a moment for you to know that, right? I don't need to, I need, I don't need to do those things. I need to unleash what's already in you, you know, and we need to remind people that you're accountable for this, like stop messing around. Yeah. Right. That, that's what I think. And that's what I was saying to my men's group. Part of the reason I think we quit dreaming is because we quit caring, you know, and we just became satisfied with self-help. I think mm-hmm. that's what you said, Jenny, right? No, we just is. been satisfied. Yeah. If I'm good, then. We're good. We're in a self-help culture. Right. Well, and I asked these questions. And so, Nick, you can weigh in on this, and then we'll move on because we're way over time. So here's the question. <laughs> so when I asked this question, if, if you went up, let's ask another question. If you went up and sat around the same people at the table and okay. said, what breaks your heart? 
Mm-hmm. How many people would have an answer right now? Probably not a lot. Not a lot? If they did, it would be concerning themselves, like their family or, you know. Nick? See, I think a lot of people would. Do you? Yeah. So you think a lot of people would be like, this is what breaks my heart. Yeah. And are they doing something about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> that I would agree on. Huh. Rob? I'd say it's praying less, to really? be honest with you. Hmm. Because I think it all starts there. Like I've said this, the thing that's broke my heart forever is the fatherless generation. Like I want to reach men. That's mm-hmm. why I'm here. For the rest of my life till God takes me home and it started a long time ago, I want to reach men and I want to teach men how to be fathers and I want to teach young men how to be men. Like I'm sick of 30-year-olds that still act like boys. And so while I'm still on this earth, I'm going to do everything possible to try to raise an environment of real men. Right, that know how to take care of their wives, know how to raise their sons, know how to be good husbands someday. Like that breaks my heart when I look out and see like the, see a thirty year old boy, or see these young guys that are just messed up in life, and it's not their fault. They don't have a dad. Mm-hmm. Like they have no, and I'm not saying they don't have a dad at home. They just don't have a dad present. Right. Right. They don't have a dad teaching them how to be a man. Like that breaks my heart. So I'm going to dream for the rest of my life. And I'm going to ask God to keep revealing dreams in my life till I can get it figured, figured out, which will never be until I stand in front of him. Like that breaks my heart. And I don't know if God just, just put that on me, but I think that's the first thing we have to start with. Like what breaks our heart? Yeah. Because if nothing breaks your heart, like if you're not yearning over something, do you have any motivation to change it anyway? I mean, Nick would say you could have broken heart but not do anything about it right yeah yeah like you could just look at it and say like i've broken heart but mm-hmm. i don't care yeah you know and not do anything about it i would say if it's truly breaking your heart and it's from god like it's going to motivate you to move yes you know and do something yes. so that's the first question we'd say to our audience like ask yourself that question what breaks your heart the next thing that we said is is that we believe that people should gather together in community and that mm-hmm. we're a partnership so we're saying if what breaks jenny's heart is addicts or things that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever she had said, this breaks my heart, that she's going to be out doing personal ministry, but the church's job is to partner with her, right? Like Jenny's supposed to be doing stuff that then she feels comfortable to bring her those people into another environment, right? Into a church. And mm-hmm. there's this partnership that goes together. And so this is the other thing that I said is like, if you think about the church as a part of it, because Paul said it was a part of it, like, don't forget gathering together. Like there's this importance in gathering together. Now, what that looks like, and people can argue about whether you need to go into a building or not. I'm just saying in the American church today, there's this idea of gathering under authority. That's what scripture says. Mm -hmm. You need to gather under authority, you know? So anyway, if you go out and you talk to the majority of churches today, they're not growing. Why aren't they growing? Is it the lack of Christian people or the lack of unsaved people? Why isn't a church growing? Because they're not reaching people. You're not inviting anybody to church. Yeah. So you're not out doing personal ministry, and you're not inviting anybody to church. Mm-hmm. Again, how's that possible? Why would somebody not be inviting somebody to church? I, a lot of things. Like, give me one. Um, it's just you go for yourself, like the self-help thing. You're not thinking about it. It's really? just become a routine, you know? Really? Like, you wouldn't think about bringing anybody? Not you. Right, I know, hypothetically. Yes. Wow. I think that people don't think about it. Rob, why don't people invite people to church? Right, yeah. They want to, they feel like they've got to get their life right first before mm-hmm. they can go out and talk to someone else because they feel like they're going to get judged. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Just gonna... for the invitation? Oh, yeah. Really? 
Nick, do you feel that same way? Why aren't people inviting people to church? I would agree to both of those, but I also think they don't, they're not around people who don't go to church. Huh. Mm. I think their friends group are all people from either church. going to another church or, or going, going to, yeah. to this church. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's true too. But we would say, I mean, we would agree with this. If you're a fisher of men, then once the fish are caught, you better go out and try to catch more. Right. 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 Like yeah. there still should be something out there. They don't have to be your direct friend group, but you mm-hmm. should have some influence outside of that to give you the ability. So it's just back down to, you didn't like the word comfort zone. What, what do you Familiar use? zone. Familiar zone. So whatever that zone is, yep. people are just saying, whether I'm held accountable or not held accountable, I would rather just sit right here because it's way easier than doing anything else. And I'm just saying, I don't think you're going to like that idea when you stand in front of Jesus. Probably not. You know, I don't think you're going to like when the DVD was put in there and he starts evaluating all the opportunities he gave you and you decided to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't imagine that's the case. Or I can't imagine, like, I think about this. Think about this with your kids, Nick. What would it be like if, like, we don't know what's going to happen to Nick's kids someday, but let's just say Nick's, something happened with Nick's kids and they just went through a path of destruction. Okay. Right? Like, they got hurt and things. And Jesus sitting up there and he's like, you know, see this, Nick? Like, if you would have right here taken advantage of this opportunity, you could have saved your son from all of this. Like, how happy are you going to be then? Not at all. Right? But I'm telling you, that's what it's going to be. I'm not blaming, because again, I'll have kids that have made awful decisions. So I'm not (laughs) saying every decision we make affects, like, but I do think that there are times where the absence of a father or the absence of you teaching your kids how to reach their friends, you know, because we created this generational problem. Right? Like, we never invited our friends, so you never taught your kids to invite their friends. All you focused on was your kids being okay because you thought they might end up in jail. Exactly. Right? So you just tried to keep them out of jail. So keep them out of jail. We succeeded. Thank the Lord. We never taught them how to reach their friends. So now they're going to church, mm-hmm. and we're happy, but they're not reaching their friends either. So there's this generational problem that right. we've created a culture of. It's all just about trying to make everything safe and okay, not really about reaching their friends. you know. And I'm just sitting up there thinking, if he's running that tape and he said, see this, Mike, if you would have taken advantage of this opportunity, mm-hmm. you would have saved yourself or someone else from a lot of pain. Because it's not going to be from salvation because somebody's going to get saved where I lead them there or not. I already know that. Right. Like, that's what he says, right? I mean, we know that in Scripture. I want to be a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do it. Like, I want to be used. But if I'm going to be absent, he'll find somebody else to get it done. So oh, we already okay. know that part's going to get done. What I'm saying is for the rest of my life where I can make an influence and I have to sit there and say, like, I could have, if I would have done that, this part of the life would have been so much different. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate the idea of what ifs. Like, what if I would have, what if, what if, like, I... People I live there, though. Yeah, but we got to change it. Right. So, we're way past, way over. Thanks, audience, for staying too, tuned um, in with us. That's like 20 minutes huh? wrong. That's, it's actually like 138. Okay, well, either way, so stick with us if you got to the end, <laughs> you got to the end of it. I may be wrong. <laughs> Give some knows. advice as people are leaving. So um, give some advice to people who aren't dreaming or trying to figure this out. Because the remember, the whole premise of Dream Again was to say the reason he's going to give you a dream is because we got to change the world. Right. You know, so give some advice to people who aren't dreaming. Or give some advice to people who are trying to help other people dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I really think that to start dreaming, you really have to 
I don't know what I'm trying to say, actually. I, I pass. <laughs> Just give me a second. Because I had something in my mind. You know we're way over time when but... Jenny is a loss for words. <laughs> Rob, give, us, give the audience some advice. I need to think for a second. That's fine. Give the audience some advice. I think you just got to look at your legacy. What are you going to be known for? And, you know, when you were talking about that, I was like, we were talking about, yeah, I I wait till last minute to get things done. And I I can't wait till last minute to get this kind of stuff done. Mm -hmm. So I've got to change my mindset, my focus, my whole way I've, 52 years of the way I've operated and and get it shifted. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, this last week has been kind of heavy on me trying to figure this all out because the way I am and the way I should be are, are not right, mm-hmm. not close. They're, how do I get them in alignment with what you were saying? Sure. And that can't wait to the last minute. Yeah. So, to, so maybe what you would say is take some time to do some self-evaluation. Like, just yes. be honest. Like, that's what you're saying. Like, it's okay to sit down this week and say, I'm going to evaluate where I really am. And Absolutely. that's where the dreaming can start because mm-hmm. I figured out that I'm not where I should be. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny, did you come up with anything? I did, but it's kind of like on that note. That's fine. But it's, if you don't know yourself or what you want or what you care for or anything like that, you're not going to be able to start dreaming. Yeah. And I think you have to really look within and see if that would bother you. Just what you said, like imagine yourself in heaven and all these things that are being said that you didn't do, like, does that bother you? And then if it does do something about it, because If it doesn't, they're not going to want to start dreaming. If not, like they're not even going to want to start dreaming the correct way. Yeah. And I would just say to our audience, like it, this is how it started with me. And this is why I think, you know, I dream all the time. Mm-hmm. This is that I always ask God before this deal with men was, is let me know what breaks your heart. And then when I, when he started to show me like the first dreams and visions I got was like, look at these boys, mm-hmm. look at these men. And it was like, I saw them in a completely different manner and it changed everything for me. And so it started with like this idea that God, let me know, like right now, nothing breaks my heart. Like, I think people need to be honest about that. Cause I honestly think there's a lot of people that nothing breaks their heart right now. Yeah. You know, other than their dog, not going to heaven, <laughs> you know, or things, you know That's what I'm saying? Thing. Or I didn't get enough gas. The gas prices are too high. Vacations right. are, you know, like me being pissed off because I don't want to wear a mask. Like that breaks that kind of stuff. I'm talking about what the breaks big stuff. Well, I'm just saying what breaks the heart of God right now. Right. You know, and can you show me those things? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want you to do. I want you to reveal those things. I want to really know what breaks your heart. And then I have to make a decision. Does it break mine? Right. You know, and then from that, I think dreams and revelations and ideas and motivation and goals mm-hmm. and strategies and everything are are come out of this idea that like this, this breaks my heart and forever in my life. I will be about something, my legacy, I want my legacy mm-hmm. to be about this. Like, I don't want my legacy to be life church. I want my legacy to be what I did for men. That's what I want it to be. You right. know, and I'm just glad that I get to use life church as a platform, you know, to be able to do those mm-hmm. things. So anyway, last fan segment, fan did you have something segment. you want to add? Okay. Fan segment at the end. So let's go quickly on why do we do the fan segment and how can people get involved fan segment is you can get involved by emailing the roundtable at lifehuntington.com and if you watch it on here or sometimes it's posted on facebook but we have themes every week and you have a chance to win a ten dollar gift card and this week was ten dollar gift card to cafe of hope yay cafe of hope and this week was send us a picture of 
your favorite moment from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And we get a vote on it. Yes, we, we get, get a, a vote, vote on, on it. it. Yes, so we vote on it, and the person that wins gets a gift card. Yep. All right, so here we go, Nick. Here we go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like when he was eating Thanksgiving? I don't know. That's a good I'm question. Sure. I don't know, but he's got a cowboy hat he on. He does. So he's already got half my vote. Right? <laughs> he had said that, or she had said that he said that we need to do one for cowboy hats. Everybody so the wears best their cowboy, cowboy hat? hat. Yeah, like okay. that's the theme. Well, I'm for sure going to win it then. Huh? Well, I might win. No, you don't have one. I know, but I can find one. Yeah, you'll go out and get, it. You'll a, go out and get an cute. Amish straw hat. No, I have a cute cowboy hat. You actually have one. Well, Is it's, it pink? It's the most... No, heck no. <laughs> so it's not a cowboy hat, but it's like a hat. But I, it's the most country-ish it's not a I can do. cowboy hat, but it's a yeah, hat. Yeah, no, yeah, right. That's People have told Jenny. me that it's country, so... Okay, who's <laughs> this? Oh, that's my nieces. So Aunt Jenny, well, and my nephew. Shoved their faces in... I, I dared them. So I dared them to let me shove a whole like plate of whipped cream in their face, and then best part, let the dogs lick it off their face. No, you didn't. Yes, I have a video Ugh. tape. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. a great aunt. Oh, that was Corinne. Yes, it is that's Corinne? from Corinne. Well, well, it's from her. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't look like Corinne. She changed over Thanksgiving. So she, they're they're decorating the Christmas tree. Is that Luke? Yeah, she says. Is that Arnold favorite. Schwarzenegger? Yes, it, it is, is in flesh. Uh, no, aren't they just hanging out? She said. What did she say on there? It says, "My favorite thing about this Thanksgiving was watching my husband spend time with our nephews." Isn't that Aww. sweet? Hmm. And look at his arms. Did you yeah, see that? Huh? Did you see him flexing? Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. That. He no was like, deal. hold on, Corinne. Let me pull my shirt up a little yeah. bit so you can see my muscles. Okay. Oh. Is that her family? Alex, I think yeah. so, yeah. Okay. She had said that they do Christmas pictures. And they have a dog. <gasps> I didn't, didn't even see that. that did no. You? Oh, wow. We'll see if Jenny got like, Oh, my goodness. It's a, a puppy, too. Are they on a run? Yeah, this is from Emily Krieger. Okay. So Turkey, they're trot. Turkey trot. Oh, really? 5K. Wow. And then... Yes. <laughs> smoking. Yep. She said girls can smoke too. That's right. Seriously? She smokes? Oh, they do it all the time. I thought she meant smoking cigarettes after <laughs> before, before I like opened up the rest of it. Go back and let me see their smokers again. Uh, Those look nice. Never mind. never mind. You don't have to then. I got it. I got it. No, they look nice. That's what I'm saying. That I've gold never one? seen them like that. Yeah, wow, that one on the left. Smokers. Yeah, I have a pellet smoker of Traeger, but it doesn't look like a barrel like that, which those are cool looking. That's Pit Boss. Pit Boss. Are they? Oh, yeah. And so they smoked that turkey? Yep. There's the finished product. That and she had to make another cool. one because it was so good. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Huh. But what the heck is that ball thing in there? Like You have to... I heard this over Thanksgiving. You put onions and apples is in Is that what it is? To give moisture. It's not the dryer balls. Oh. <laughs> it might be. Hey, Tide Pods with the thing. No, so I heard if you balls. put like onions and apples inside of your turkey, it releases the moisture to make them so they're not so dry. Because I always complain because huh. turkey like yes. chokes you. It's you gross. Know, like, why if do it's like that. Eat turkey, I don't even care what it is. Okay, so vote. I vote for the smokers and of course the running. The they're smokers all and the running. Okay. Yeah. Turkey trot all the way. I would go with the turkey trot just because I'm in the exercise right now. Right, Nick. Uh, I'll go with a turkey because I'm into food right now. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Yeah, I think it's going to be unanimous. I think that we, I might have voted for Arnold Schwarzenegger, but mm. you know, we'll we'll give him another chance. Yeah, yeah. Next time. Next, you're not voting because it's Nick's trainer. The dog. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's huh? terrible. She didn't vote for the dog. I didn't vote for the dog. It's the first time ever because that dog wasn't saved. 
I think, God, I think God's speaking to her. Yeah, that's right. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. Okay, so Emily wins. Emily and, wins. And remember, how, well, how's she going to get her stuff? She is going to get her stuff because I'm going to email her. Okay. Yeah, so Emily. Be looking out for an Jenny email. Jenny will be in contact with you. If you stayed with us for this really long podcast, <laughs> what is going to yeah. be next week's theme? So next week, we want to see a picture of your Christmas tree because I know you all have it up already. Okay, do you, let's just take a quick poll. Do you have yours up? Yes. Nick? Yep. Okay. Listen, that was a poll. I already No did Christmas it. tree at the Hill household. Well, you can take a picture of the one down here. No, I'll take a picture of the one in the party barn that never came down from last year. Oh, oh my gosh, that too. <laughs> so, yeah, a picture party barn. of you with your Christmas tree. Hey, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us on the roundtable. Again, we hope that you'll either subscribe or continue to share what we're doing, watching us on our YouTube channel. But we're thankful that you'll stay with us and continue to learn and be on this journey as we help other people take their next step. And as we learn more about uh, what Christ wants for each one of us, how we can continue to dream. We're praying for you to dream big and that we can reach and change the world. So thanks for being here with us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.